This is Solidarity News on Radio Labour. This is a Radio Labour World Report recorded on Friday, January 8th, 2021. I'm Mark Belanger. In the report this week, how Labour helped win Democrat control of the U.S. legislature. The 1,000-day anniversary of the firing of Cargill workers in Turkey. The Labour Start report about union events and singing. This is Radio Labour. In the United States, the election of Joe Biden as president was welcomed by the labor movement, which worked long and hard for him and his Democratic Party. But Mr. Biden's announced progressive agenda was put in jeopardy because two upper house Senate seats had not been finally decided in the November 2020 election. A loss of just one of those seats would have allowed the Trump Republican Party to obstruct the Democrats as they tried to pass legislation. Winning the two Senate positions seemed almost impossible because they were to represent the state of Georgia, which hasn't had a Democrat senator since 2005. Georgia is in the deep south of the country, a region seen as very conservative. However, both Democratic candidates, John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, won their seats. The result is that the Democrats, starting January 20th, 2021, will control the presidency, the upper Senate, and the House of Representatives. A major reason for the victories in Georgia was the work of the labor movement. After the results were announced, the president of the largest labor federation in the country, the AFL-CIO, released a video. In his message, Richard Trumka mentions the PRO Act, which is the Protecting the Right to Organize Act. They told us it was impossible, that Georgia was a lost cause. But the history of America's labor movement is the story of defying the impossible. See, our opponents like to underestimate us. They always will. But we proved them wrong once again. Working people delivered Georgia and the presidency for Joe Biden. We could have quit then, but we don't quit. Instead, we regrouped, we remobilized. With two Georgia Senate seats in play and a pro-worker Senate on the line, working people shocked America two more times. We elected Reverend Raphael Warnock and John Ossoff by making phone calls to voters, knocking on doors, and canvassing workplaces, by partnering with constituency groups and allies, by once again defying the so-called impossible. Union members delivered in 2020 and again in 2021. And now it's time for the real results, real COVID-19 relief, the PRO Act and labor law reform, infrastructure investment, and much, much more. Campaigns come to an end, but movements endure. And nothing, nothing is more powerful than a united labor movement. Thank you for defying the skeptics, meeting the moment, and demonstrating the collective power of the American labor movement.
January 11th, 2021 marks the 1,000th day since a starch factory owned by the American corporation Cargill in Turkey fired 14 workers. Cargill has more than 166,000 employees around the world. Last year, it earned more than 115 billion U.S. dollars in revenue. I talked to Burja Ayan from the IUF Global Union about the situation. The workers had been trying to join the Tekadayash Trade Union, one of the IUF's affiliated unions. I asked Ms. Ayan why the workers had been fired. The 14 workers were unfairly dismissed uh, while trying to organize a union at Cargill, Turkey. All 14 blue-collar production workers are members of the Tekkadaish Trade Union, which is the tobacco, drink, food and allied workers trade union in Turkey. And they were all prominent union worker leaders in the organizing effort. The dismissals came shortly after Tekkadaish had formally applied for collective bargaining status for workers at Cargill's four food facilities in Turkey uh, after reaching what the union believed to be the required 40% legal threshold for a multi-unit bargaining certification. To deny collective bargaining certification, Cargill challenged the union's application by adding white-collar workers, mostly in managerial positions in Turkey, head office, to the legal bargaining unit, uh, causing Tekkadaş membership to fall below the 40% threshold. After Tekkadaş had formally applied for collective bargaining status, on March uh, 5, 2018, attempts were also made by Cargill Turkey management to persuade workers to resign from and not join the union at Bursa Orhangazi and Balıkesir uh, plants in Turkey. Even in certain uh, instances, workers were promised a wage increase if they indicated to Cargill that they would not join the union. It's worth noting that the 14 dismissals in April 2018 followed earlier dismissals of seven other workers in 2012, 2014 and 2015 at the same Cargill factory who were also trying to organize a union. These seven workers also won their court cases in 2015 and 2018, when Turkey's Supreme Court concluded that they too were dismissed in retaliation for their union activity. What were the workers asking for as they tried to organize a union? on, when Cargill opened its Orhangazi factory, uh, the company pays its workers higher wages than other businesses. However, over time, wages decreased with low salary increases. 
when workers raised their problems with their managers, they did not get any positive responses or solutions. When workers realized that they could not achieve anything this way, uh, they understood that they had to be united and therefore have decided that the best way to do this was to unionize. And when workers chose to unionize, Kargil Turkey dismissed the prominent union worker leaders and thus intimidated other workers that if they too would become uh, union members, they would be dismissed. The aims of Kargil workers trying to organize a union were basically to achieve decent wages and to improve working conditions. A Turkish court has ruled that 12 of the workers should be reinstated. Why has that not happened? All these dismissals at Kargil violate core ILO conventions 87 and 98, which protect workers' rights to freedom of association, to organize and to engage in collective bargaining. ILO jurisprudence prescribes reinstatement as the remedy for anti-union dismissals. No worker illegally dismissed at Kargil, Turkey, has been reinstated since under the Turkish law, which is not in conformity with ILO jurisprudence uh, and international standards, companies in Turkey can pay compensation instead of reinstatement in cases of anti-union dismissal. Here with his report about union events is Labor Start correspondent Derek Blackadder. Each day, Labor Start's volunteers collect hundreds of news items about the struggles of workers and their unions from around the world in 36 languages. Here's a small sample of their work. Our top stories section included links to coverage of the creation of a minority union for USEN and Canadian Google employees and another attack by the government of Jordan on the teachers' union there. But of course, the big story was the reaction of American unions to Wednesday's events in Washington. The emerging trends in our news coverage this week is reflected in the stories on our site detailing the corruption surrounding the distribution of vaccine where one has become available. In countries from Canada to Zimbabwe, politicians and employers have elbowed aside frontline at-risk workers, not to mention the medically vulnerable. Also globally obvious are the lack of social supports being provided to workers deemed essential. Healthcare and other workers are expected, and in some cases even required, to continue to work, but services like child and elder care for their families are not available, adding to the high levels of stress these workers are already experiencing. For our Working Women page, our volunteers found news of the role women workers and their unions played in the recent legalization of abortion in Argentina, the home care workers walk out in New Zealand, and how union women in Ghana plan to remain agents of change in that country's labor movement and in society generally throughout 2021. 
The free health and safety newswire we offer in cooperation with Hazards Magazine carried stories detailing the frustration of many unions with delays in the imposition of new C-19 lockdowns in many countries, including Portugal, Sweden, Germany, France, and Colombia. And a theme to our health and safety news for 2019 continues. Healthcare workers are experiencing unprecedented levels of workplace stress with stories from Spain, South Africa, and the United Kingdom this week indicating just how close to the breaking point many healthcare systems are as a result. Our current photo of the week is of a march by thousands of nurses in Paraguay. Like healthcare workers' unions around the world, Paraguay's Nurses' Union, APE, is mobilizing to strengthen public health care even as the pandemic continues. Current campaigns that we are running at the request of unions around the world include urgent appeals for online solidarity with workers and their unions in Jordan, Kyrgyzstan, Brazil, Colombia, Myanmar, Belarus, India, Ukraine, and Albania. Look for details on our site. This is Derek Blackadder from Labor Start, reporting for Radio Labor. Now here is the American folk singer Woody Guthrie with All You Fascist Boundaloos. Well, I'm going to tell you fascists, you may be surprised. People in this world are getting organized. You're bound to lose, you fascist boundaloos. That's it. International labor news you can use. You can find our features and daily newscasts at radiolabor.net. Follow us on Twitter at Radio Labor. I'm Mark Belanger. Thank you for listening. And remember, it's all about global solidarity.